Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 4 of The Fighting Goat. My name is Arjun Mystic Chipalkati. I'm joined by my buddy, Somesh, the superhuman camera. Somesh, so glad to be here again. And I apologize already, my voice is a little Farhan-esque because of the wild weekend that I've had. <laughs> Rock on! <laughs> it does know a little bit. <laughs> Karthik calling Karthik on today's episode of The Fighting Goat. Arjun, so good to have you here. So good to have you here. I believe you've had a wonderful weekend. We will come to that. But let's speak Absolutely. on round one about... The week that the was. MMA week that was. And what a week it was, Somesh. So much of action, so much of exciting, regional, non-regional. And before we get into it, there's actually one fact. A sumo wrestler in Ryzen has scored the fastest knockout in the world. Oh, yeah, really? A sumo Who's wrestler. That? I'm still sketchy on the details. It happened like just now. So I got an update that there was the fastest knockout. We'll get back to that because that's the technically the next week. <laughs> wow. That is so Awesome. So let's speak on UFC Fight Night, Brunson versus Holland. Yes, how did that go, Arjun? Can you tell us about what really happened? And we can speak on the main event after we speak about the heavyweight, Tai Tuvasa. Oh man, Tai Tuvasa's fight was so good. It was barely anything. So much you saw that fight. He came in, he cracked him, he rocked him. But the fact that, see, Tai has had a up and down little bit career. He's very good fundamentally, but I think when he faces elite competition, something happens to him. He's Absolutely, tough yes. as nails, but I think there's a switch that goes off. It's, it's the same thing that I wouldn't say always happens to Alistair Overeem, but Alistair Overeem does such great work till he reaches the belt and then he screws up. And then he kind of falls off the radar. Yeah, but in fact, his opponent, Harry Hansucker, was making his UFC debut. And man, in fact, in my, uh, in my pre-fight analysis, I wrote... You know, in case Harry can get past Tai Tuvasa, he's going to skyrocket. But it's going to be a very, very difficult road to actually tread on for him. And that's exactly what happened. It was round one in 49 seconds when the New Zealander Tai Tuvasa knocked out Harry Hansaka in a devastating oh, manner. Man. It was, it was, it was. See, the thing is, when you're on heavyweights, in any heavyweight division of anything, you're going to hit harder. So it's, and Absolutely. in the UFC, these Absolutely. guys, all these guys are animals, man. They're savages. One punch is all it takes. Yeah. In fact, Arjun, the next fight I want to speak to you about was the women's strawweight fight between two UFC debutants that are fighting on the main card. Montserrat Ruiz versus Cheyenne Baez. And in fact, what I mean, what, what really went on there? Because both of them were having such bad blood between each other. It was like, you know, almost they knew each other for a very, very long time. And there was something which has happened outside the octagon, something which we don't know about. You know, after every round, yeah. there was something that was going on. And at the end of the fight, the verbal showdown that both of them had, and they were kind of, you know, lifting up their feet. Dude, yeah, they were giving other, each other the bird. Just, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I mean, for those who do not know, Cheyenne Baez was the last-minute replacement. The original opponent to this fight was Kay Hansen, who was supposed to face Montserrat Ruiz. And this happened on March 12th. Man, which just... is just, yeah, it was just a few weeks back. And Cheyenne Baez took the fight on a short notice, and the bad blood between them continued for some reason and it escalated post the fight. But what a fight that was. One of the most exciting fights on the card was a women's strawweight fight. But 
Arjun, isn't that always been the case? I think in the last couple hmm. of years, I guess the women have just taken over. In fact, they've had so many co-main yeah, main events, and people, in fact, look forward on seeing someone like an Amanda Nunes or you know, like you know. I mean, the women have have, have pretty much just taken over. Very true. I mean, <clears throat> not only have women have carved out a good niche and a good space for themselves. It's not even just a good space. Now they're in. The, now they're headlining. They're co-headlining. They, in fact, I think one of the cards in April has a double female headliner, where there are two oh, fights. Does? Yeah, uh, Zhang Weili is fighting for her belt. Valentina Shevchenko oh, yes. is fighting for her belt. So there are two fights that are taking place, and it's going to be it's oh, super. Yes. There's, there's a lot of there are a lot of things happening for the women, and come on, you know Somesh as much as uh, uh, you know like. You, I'm a fan of the bad blood as well. You want that bad blood. It helps I the mean, fight. It makes know, it more emotional. <laughs> yes, but come on, yeah, a little bit of bad blood. When Ronda and when Ronda and Misha hated one another during the TOF, oh, man, it that. made that season so much more interesting to watch. And it was genuine hate. You know, it's not. It's not. You know that after the fight ends, they kind of you know hug it out or something of a sort. The hate continues, and it is genuine hate. In fact, I was I was going to come to that aspect. Uh, women's MMA is becoming exciting, yet there is a huge vacuum in that area. You know, there are so many slots open for women to take. Do you think women's MMA will become as big or bigger than the men's MMA division eventually? Because <clears throat> if I'm not mistaken, the UFC has about 800 fighters on their roster yeah. at the moment. And I, and I believe about 600 plus are males. I mean, it'll take its time, you know. I mean, it's women's MMA is far younger as compared to men fighting. Uh, it was it was women like uh, Gina Carano, right. Misha Tate, um, Sarah McMahon, right. and more importantly, Liz, Ronda Rousey, Liz Carmouche, Liz Carmouche. There's so many names. Oh, I'm yes. sure I'm forgetting so many names, but people like Ronda is, you know, were the first women that that said, yeah, you know what, a woman can headline a card on her own volition, her own steam. When, when, and women like Ronda was co-headlining right. guys like Connor and, and, and so many other fighters and right. it'll come up. Amanda is a huge draw. Bullet Valentina is a huge draw. It's coming. I think it, it'll get there. It'll get there slowly. But Somesh, let's quickly right. move on right. to, I think we had a couple of knockouts, but more importantly, I think we wanted to discuss the main event, which was a bit of a funny one, wasn't it? We expected something else and we saw well, something uh, else. And most scarily, Sumesh, well, we fact, both lost. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's, let's not get down to that point. <laughs> yeah, you know, let's not get down to that point. Because, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, if Arjun and me both select the same fighter and we lose, <laughs> Mr. Cyrus Procha has all the authority to punch us in the arm. And that is something which we do not want at the moment. I kind of am confident about my 100 meter skills though. I think I am. I think I can sprint uh, to a rickshaw pretty quickly. Bhaiya, kaha bhi chalo? But niklo yaan se. Bhaiya, malad chalo. Nahi, malad nahi jayega. Andheri chalo. Andheri nahi jayega. Kidhar to chal. Yaan se chal. Right. So, ladies and gentlemen, that takes us to the main event of the yep. evening between Derek Brunson and Kevin Holland. Man, what a contest it was. Kevin Holland, the betting favorite. You know, the younger fighter, the one that talks a lot, that runs his mouth equally. Five-fight win streak. I mean, 
Arjun, how could this how could this situation go wrong? I mean, Kevin Holland was there, and you know Dana was pretty sure that yes, he's going to win, and you know he had the map chalked out for yep. Kevin Holland, and we even saw him. You know that between the rounds, he was talking to Khabib, who was you know in the audience. In fact, I think it was round three or round four where he was talking to Khabib between the fight. You know, here's the thing: you want to hype the fight, hype the fight. You want to talk trash, talk trash. But there has to be a reason behind the talking. There are some iconic pictures in history when GSP spoke to Koscheck in their fight, when he literally told him, right. "Like I fucking hurt your eye. I know it. Now let's see what right. you can do now." Or when Koscheck took Paul Daly down and he said, "Try and get off your back. You talk so much a smack. Now try and getting off your back." It's it's when Anderson whispered something in Rich Franklin's ear and turned up the heat and right. knocked him out. It's talking right. for a reason. Now if you're just, I mean, we heard the reports. We saw the fights. I think he was just talking throughout, and what Daniel Cormier said was right. He's like, you know, dude, you talk, you talk, you talk, you trash, but you're not improving position from the bottom. You're let, you're just sitting Abs- there talking. Absolutely. In fact, the scorecard was forty nine forty five, forty nine forty six, forty nine forty six, which means one of the judges has given the contest ten eight, yep. and that I believe was round number one, yeah. where Brunson absolutely dominated him on the feet. took him down convincingly slammed him once yes. and absolutely had total control of the situation do you think uh, well you know i know this is a different subject but do you think 10 8 rounds are just becoming a, a thing that people are giving out too easily once upon a time 10 8 rounds so. were a big deal if you knocked somebody down twice and then if you controlled them for the rest of the round yes could be a 10 8 round like how max holloway's fight with kelvin qatar oh, those man. were 3 10 8 rounds 10 7 even oh man that warrant is anyway coming back to that but I think Kevin Holland's a, he's young. You could see his he didn't he thought he's facing an old man Brunson. He thought he'll do what Izzy did to Derek, but then again Israel Adesanya is Israel Adesanya for a reason. And Brunson props to him man. Look at the veteran go. He proved why he belongs in that top 10. He shut him exactly. down. Exactly. He shut him down exactly. badly. You know Brunson is 37 years old. I believe Kevin Holland is 28 or 29 and You know, we heard Dana in the post-fight yeah. conference where he said, "You know, it seemed Kevin Holland just froze. He just, he just had one of those, you know, those moments where you just freeze. Yeah, yeah. and uh, things just don't take off. You know, and it's one of those things that happens hmm. with the fighters at the worst point of time when they are in the octagon and they just freeze. Right? They do not know, you know, exactly what's happening. You know, your gut instinct takes over. You start talking." Right. you know you talk to your opponent you sometimes even talk to you know the referee you talk to right. the superstars uh, sitting in the crowd sometimes <laughs> people even talk to Dana White in fact we saw Khabib doing this but Khabib was yeah, so but calm he he was in control you know he was in control of the situation Khabib also has talked so much absolutely like he i remember in his fight against Michael Johnson again in his fight against Barboza he's like he he right. told him like you know it's my time don't let me keep doing this just tap out just right. submit but Right. He, he was he like you said so rightly. He was in control. He was dominating. Whereas in this case, it's right. I don't know what went wrong because I think he didn't prepare for that aspect. He thought Derek would stand But, with him because the ease with which the takedowns happened were what was right. what was scary. Because it was it's only when Derek got tired in the fourth was he able to kind of defend it. You right, know? but in fact, Arjun, I think we spoke about this mm. in our a previous episode, which is episode three of right. the Fighting Goat. We spoke about how the only new available on IBMPodcast dot com. 
absolutely the best podcast network and the best combat sport podcast network in India right now and soon to be the best in Asia. Anyways, Hell so yes. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, we spoke about this point where we did touch upon this instant, you know, the fighters of today's generation have a very methodical way of dealing with situations. And it seems that they've been training for this moment since they're 14 or 15. You know, they've never worked as plumbers right. or gardeners, you know, or garbage men. They have never seen life to deal with situations. Honestly, I have never seen people like GSP Freeze. I have never seen people like, you know, Khabib Freeze. Uh, these, these are people who have dealt with life who've had maybe one or two day jobs who have right. competed who have trained and after dealing with adversity they have become champions the fighters True. of today just seem that everything is so cushioned for them to come into the limelight that when they are there there's a kind of a freeze and i don't know why not, it happens so often with the younger fighters but not all i mean okay um no not all you know okay sean not o'malley I mean, you know you can Ah, man. Oh, you know what? Sean O'Malley is fighting on the next card. We were just about to get to that. Yeah. You know, such a great example. You know, somebody who was cushioned. But then he took uh, on, you know, he to, took on a murderer in Cheeto Vera, man. Yeah, but honestly, Cheeto Vera is uh, murderer. You know, it's it's not that he's, murderer. You know, he's, you, know, <laughs> you know, he's not a top three fighter. You know, it's not like he's, you know, going to fight for the belt after he beats Sean O'Malley. It's, it's just a level up in competition. And you saw the way... You know, Sean O'Malley just but, no, crumbled but Sumesh, in Sumesh, Sumesh, hang on. It's, it's, you know, it's also, even though it's a level up in competition, it's also the kind of competition it is. Chito Vera is someone who's notorious. He's a hard-hitting fighter. He is not easy to get rid of. It's like comparing him to like a Jim Miller. A Jim Miller may not be top 10 anymore, but Jim Miller is a hard test for anybody. And if you have a moment of, you know, spacing out or you're scared or you're afraid, he will take advantage of that and, and finish you. But don't you think that the fighters need to get past these challenges to get to the top? You know, uh, typically, Kevin Holland was, like, in my eyes, Kevin Holland was fed Derek Brunson and yes. still could not I agree, I agree. Maybe this was a stepping stone for Derek. Another feather in his cap, a big knockout to show off to justify his next move in that middleweight division. It would have launched him right. into, you know, maybe taking on the number two or the number three of the division. Maybe he could have been waiting for the winner of Vitica Costa. Maybe you could have stepped in against them. Some, okay, maybe it's a little too Absol early to fast track that because, you know, Robbie is Robbie. But, well, there is one very interesting aspect which I want to say. You know, we spoke about Derek Brunson who's been in the UFC for about 12 years hmm. now. Derek Brunson has had 22 fights in the UFC. Hmm. And Derek Brunson has not missed weight even once. Wow, that's incredible. This is what I'm saying is ethics. You do your job well. You know, you don't go out there speaking trash, saying, listen, I'm this, I'm that. I can slam you. I can do this, that. I mean, that's I fine. Mean, this, that's so, fine. Which, the same thing you has know? been done by Connor. Connor has talked so much of trash, but he was never unprofessional. He always won. He, I Sorry, he always got his weight on right. He was always there on you know, time. He showed up. Honestly, he showed up. Mentally, fact, he showed up. You know, yeah. there are absolutely, you know, in fact, there are so many topics where, you know, we can speak about Khabib backing off or Khabib not showing up. I mean, the cancel fights of Khabib are a lot, but honestly, yeah. the fact, the fact that he deals with his fight game in a certain manner where he has ethics, he's on point all the time, you know, I mean, you cannot take that away from him at any given point of time. But you know, that being said, I think it was a great, great win for Derek Brunson. It was um, absolutely. a great contest. But you know, that was not the only big fight card of the week. We had one locally yes. as well. Absolutely. We had a beautiful, I should say a beautifully curated event. Yes. 
which was in Goa yeah. by IOS Sports, where our very own Vijinder Singh was taking on the Russian beast Lopsan. And Arjun, <laughs> you were there ringside. Oh, yeah. You were commentating for this. I mean, how good is that? Actually, you made me really jealous about this. I didn't want to touch. Dude, up, next time you, know, you have to come with me. I don't want to touch up yeah. on this topic. Next time you have to come with me. Absolutely. absolutely. Next time, no, I think I'm gonna. Fact, I'm just gonna when they, you know. I'm just going to say like, okay, just Mr. Kamra is the my co-commentator and we're going to get started. Yes. <laughs> it, it, was, it, it was very good. The event was a unique one. They wanted to uh, emulate a Vegas-style boxing atmosphere. You know, you've seen HBO Boxing do it at the MGM Grand and all these amazing right. places, the amazing title fights. And they wanted to do something unique where they took the deck of a cruise ship and put up a ring there. And with the lights oh, and the man, glamour. That... And uh, it was pretty spectacular. And... They had live performances and, and everything. And the funny thing was that it, it was very good. The card itself was very good. The card itself. Yeah, so can you run us through the card? You know, like if you can just run us through the card. Because honestly, ladies and gentlemen, Arjun Chipalkati was a commentator. He was <laughs> right there. He was up there seeing it close and personal. He's going to tell us some inside stuff. And this is so interesting because he refused to tell me off camera. <laughs> he wants to tell it to me in front of all of you. And I want to hear it because he's excited. He's looking forward to this. So Arjun, hit it up okay. for you. So the fight card took place in Goa. It had about six undercard fights. And one wow. co-main and main. The main, of course, you know, was Vijendra Singh versus uh, Atish Lopsan. It was, um, we'll get to that eventually. And the co-main event was uh, our own Neeraj Goyat fighting. A fighter from one of his own camps, Sandeep Kumar. Somebody he knew from before. And uh, that was a very interesting fight because Neeraj was stated to fight in the Super Boxing League against Amir King Khan two years back. Neeraj had an accident when he was recovering. Oh, yes. And this, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, you remember that. And that fight was called off. And he he took, after he won the fight, he landed, by the way, the way he won in fourth round, in the fourth round, he landed a beautiful straight left or a straight right to the solar plexus, which just, which just took the wind out of his opponent. And that's all she wrote. He got, a, he got a knockout in the fourth round. So congratulations to Neeraj. But Neeraj took uh, the opportunity to get onto the mic and call out Amir Khan. That was really, really cool. <laughs> and then the rest of the fight card was also a, a very interesting one. It had a lot of great amateur fighters coming from all across India. It had, uh, you know, I, I, I can remember some of the names. There were these boys from Chennai, a fighter called Karthik, who moved so well. It, it's, you must watch the, you must right. watch the recast, the repeat telecast. I think it's going to be deferred telecast one week from now on Sony. And uh, you must watch it to see the level. Somesh, you're a coach. You train today's youth in MMA and boxing. And you've seen some of the talent that's come out. And I think these events like uh, Fight on the Ship that was curated by iOS Boxing was a really good chance for coaches and promoters to come together to show an undercard. You know, when you have a co-main and main event like Neeraj Goyat and Vijendra Singh who are headlining a card... Then the rest of the card is a great opportunity for fighters. Right. And there were some female fighters as well. Incredible. Oh man, Somesh, you gotta you gotta see it. You gotta see it. Oh man, I cannot wait to tune into this. I Arjun, this sounds so exciting. In fact, I wish I was there with you. Yeah, but man. yeah, you know. And Indian and I'm, a lot I'm of, gonna be tuning in. And a lot of Indian fighters have embraced the the you know the showmanship aspect. There was a fighter called right. uh, Digari Mahesh who came in with his sunglasses and had a little bit of flair about the way he did his veins, the way he walked in. 
He won and, oh, and wow. he, he won his fight. And I think fighters are beginning to embrace that attitude, you know. A lot of people used to say that, you know, there are, there's not that there's no fire from Indian fighters. I think that's complete. That's a, that's a pot of bullshit. And the new breed are just taking it on. And they, they're coming out aggressively and their skills are backing them up. Well, you know, Arjun, in fact, can you imagine a scenario where there are 100 people trying to be corner? I mean, why? I mean, I don't see a reason why we cannot develop that one flamboyant Conor McGregor from India. There, there definitely has to be somebody who is out there, someone who has the skill, someone who has the determination, has the work ethic, and who's going to make it to the top. Absolutely. We just need more promotions to come out there, put up shows so we can find that one rough diamond. Exactly. And and that's why I like promotions like uh, iOS that did this. Even though they headlined Vijenta, they gave all the younger fighters a great chance to be on the card. And even better still, even though the co-main and the main were a pay-per-view, the rest of the fights were free to watch on Facebook. So, no matter what, they got a lot of visibility. But, Somesh, quickly now, coming to the main event. You saw the main event. It was a wow. return of Vijendra Singh after 15 months against uh, the Russian juggernaut, Artish Lopsan. And it was going well until it wasn't. Exactly. In fact, I was so, so, so disappointed for that because honestly, Vijinder Singh has been having an undefeated record, yeah. an, an undefeated pro yes. record in boxing. And I felt the challenge was not very big for him. You know, if he loses to, uh, you know, a bigger name or a bigger game plan, yes. it would actually make sense. But I expected him to have a stronger comeback, as you said, after 15 months. But honestly, very disappointing. In fact, when I saw the Wayne's photo, I did send you a text message saying, Listen, yes, I, remember, I don't I remember. think he's look. I don't think he's looking in the best shape. However, let's see how this goes. Yes, you know what? And after the fight, you know, there were a lot of other people and his coaches and other coaches who uh, agreed to your point, Somesh. I think he expected an easier fight. I think he expected, you know, no fights are easy, but I think it's just he may have taken it slightly lightly. And I think his conditioning was not 100%. He was not 100% conditioned. And I think it, it showed because he was tiring. He was getting... Uh, but the thing, here's the strategy, Somesh. Like, I know he was trying to please the crowd. Once he got going in that right. fourth round and he scored that knockdown, he thought he could step in and do the same thing over and over. But I got right. to give it to that Russian man. He just stood there. He was smiling at those shots. Oh, he was man. smiling at those shots. And he stood I in mean, the pocket. And whenever, when Vijendar hit him, he took the shot, returned fire and busted him up. He broke Vijendar's nose. He cut him above the eye. He, he was bleeding from the mouth. And I think mercifully, you know, it was, it was called a TKO. In that sixth round, he was dropped five times. Oh man, that is so, so, so disappointing because there's something about these Russian fighters that is just getting to me, you know. When I even see people like Peter Yan, you know, when Peter Yan fights, man, he takes the shot, but he returns fire like there's no tomorrow. He he returns fire with a vengeance. And that is so good to see. You know, people with heart, you know, fighters that have that grit, fighters that really, really want to put up that show. Oh right. man. That's crazy, crazy. I love seeing such fighters. I but, love seeing such fighters. And there's no harm in losing to a better fighter. No, there's no harm. And, and, but the thing is that what a lot of people were upset about was Vijender up, adopted a bad strategy. I mean, if you know somebody is able to take your punches and somebody hits harder than you, you don't exactly want to stand in front of them in their range. 
you want very to hit true. them and very get true. out and i think that is where there was a maybe a lapse in judgment there was something there i know see vijendar is is one of the toughest fighters to ever come out of this part of the world and he is a great champion he's india's great champion he is always put on shows and we all know that he's going to come back he's going to you know it's conor mcgregor what he said after his first loss is until you know the fact that you're undefeated you're not scared of anything until the time that you're undefeated you're not scared right. of anything it's now going to show what you're actually what happens from now because now that you've been now that you've been defeated you're going to see what happens and i have a strong feeling that vijender is going to get really back he's going to get ready he's going to come back in shape and call out the man that beat him on home soil <laughs> <laughs> well ladies and gentlemen that is wise words from the wise man himself the man who was ringside commentating on the vijender singh fight <laughs> mr arjun mystic chipalkatti well arjun that brings us to the end of round 1 and yes, it will give us an opportunity to show you some really nice ads out here and we can move on to round 2 after this quick break don't go anywhere view us see us hear us follow us only on the fighting goat on the ivm podcast Welcome back everybody to round number 2 of the Fighting Goat. We are in the middle of episode 4. If you're just joining us, you must go back and you know hear everything that we said before this. <laughs> I'm uh, Arjun AK <laughs> Mystic Chips. I'm joined by my partner Somesh Kamra. We have been having a great conversation, but now we've got to be talking about something that is very significant. We've seen this happening for the last few months. We especially saw it this weekend, at least for me, you know, it's there are fans and there are fans, but Somesh, I want to talk to you about this in particular because this has got a—it's a, a two-pronged uh, subject. It's about fighting is fighting. Fighting began when fighting began. It was to see two guys pound the hell out of each other, and Absolutely. it evolved into a sport. It evolved into boxing, kickboxing, Muay Thai, take Taekwondo, karate. It started becoming more and more strategic. It became more point system based. When the UFC started, mixed started their shows. in the world of mma it was it, of course you saw fights in pride before that and then you came to the ufc and i think it's a general evolution of fighters the the question right. the subject here that i want to talk to you about was is safe fighting taking over the entertainment aspect of fighting so can you define what safe fighting I mean, is exactly i, I may i may i'm going to catch flack for this for sure but um it's yeah. <laughs> it's it's the it's it's you know the utilization of the point scoring it's a canelo alvarez versus uh, floyd mayweather floyd mayweather knows how to use use to work defensively and use the points to his advantage but canelo will go in and take your head off no matter what manny pacquiao will take your head right. off no matter what conor will take your head off no matter what nate diaz will never will, doesn't even care about rounds right so uh, arjun that's that's a very uh, it's a very valid question a lot of fighters a lot of people have actually spoken to me about this you know are the fighters of today's generation looking at the victory are mm. they looking to win right. or are they looking to fight and i should tell you sometimes those two topics are different you know there there are times where the fighter looks to win there are times where the fighter just comes to put on a damn fight and when i say a damn fight you know ladies and gentlemen may not know about these two 
एब्सोल्यूट वॉरियर्स कॉल एंडी बोवन एंड जैक बुर्क सो एंडी बोवन एंड जैक बुर्क आर टू बॉक्सर्स आई डोंट रिमेंबर आई थिंक इट वाज इट वाज सम अर्ली 1900s ओके दे हैड द दे हैड द लॉन्गेस्ट बॉक्सिंग मैच एवर यू नो व्हेन वी यू नो दोस वर द डेज वेयर देयर वाज नो 12 राउंड्स 15 राउंड्स 3 मिनट्स इट वाज 3 मिनट राउंड्स यू गो यू गो टिल you know either you stand up or is a tko or something of a sort that boxing match was 7 hours 19 minutes wow the boxing match was 7 hours 19 minutes that is insanity minutes. and at the end of it the referee had to call it a no contest because <laughs> none of them How were pissed off would you I mean, be you after know, that is <laughs> like it's you know, still a no contest we fought for 7 you know, hours you guys can't make a decision <laughs> Is this you Cecil people's I'm talking to? <laughs> <laughs> Inside joke. <laughs> you know, in fact, I guess the fighter who has fought the longest in the UFC, I think, is Frankie Edgar. Yeah. I think it's about five hours and few minutes. Yeah, and that is his entire career across what ten years or so. Exactly, and here we're talking about two boxers in one night. In one, I mean, I wouldn't say night; it would have gone into the morning, but. in one fight no. they fought for 7 hours 19 minutes the point yeah. i'm trying to make here arjun is that you know the fighters of today like you know let's let's how many guys do you come Kevin sorry Holland. how many guys do you see in the gym who you are working with some of the newer breed and what you know it's hard to tell them what to you know you know because they watch guys like kumaru usman and then they guys watch guys like conor mcgregor right right so you know see like typically what happens is somebody like a mohammad ali where the flair came naturally right. but he backed it up with skill okay yeah now in that particular situation the package is absolutely perfect for a promoter and a manager to actually take to the next level you know someone like someone like a mcgregor is somebody who, who you know who you would want to manage because right. you can possibly build businesses around but, him but, you know you know now he has a whiskey brand now he has a clothing right, brand right. he probably has some other he you probably know, has companies some 50 other lined companies, up yeah exactly you no know, so he's probably making a billion dollars a year just just from that but honestly you know can you build a brand around kumaro usman who i think possibly is a much better fighter oh, absolutely. can you build a brand around him i don't no, think but, so but i don't so think so since in throughout history they've been what my other question also is is how much weight is put on being entertaining but look at look at this for example look at shogun when is he not entertaining look at vandele silva right when were they not entertaining in fact in pride you got penalized for not being entertaining well but arjun see the era that you're speaking about is an era where people wanted to fight and not earn money exactly you know so the issue with today's fighters is they are taking inspiration from the flamboyance of mcgregor or the flamboyance of any other fighter and they're not focusing on the core task the core task is to come there and fight like for example if you ask me i would pay for a Nate Diaz over John Jones maybe True. or a Nate Diaz over GSP. or Donald Cerrone yeah. Donald Cerrone always brings it absolutely absolutely you know, in fact Donald Cerrone is someone who i would still pay to see True. look at you know, Chris Lieben if you Chris Lieben as well was one of those hardcore man. old school guys just you came know, there to kill you he just came to scrap and i love that attitude you know if you speak of champions like you know john jones maybe gsp honestly yeah i would love to see them you know on uh, sony tv free of cost but would i buy a pay per view 
I highly doubt it. Mm. I don't think so. That does come on. You know, see, you know, I'm going to get some flack for this, but <laughs> it's not that they're not good fighters. You know, I'm not saying they're not oh, good no, they're fighters, but honestly, I think Sachin Tendulkar is one of the best that have ever come out of this country. But if you ask me sheer brand value wise, man, I can build brands around Virat Kohli because he has the aura, he has a personality, his social media looks good, he's fit. True, true. You know, he talks trash. However, the the younger generation are looking at the flamboyance first yeah. and the art second. I feel it should be the other way around. You know, you need to perform. You need to get your skills out True. there and post that. You can do whatever you want. Exactly what happened with Kevin Holland. Yeah, exactly. I mean, see, so it's also the fact of trying and then trying too hard. You know, it's it's yes, uh, yes. it's it's what happened to uh, it's what happened to Sean O'Malley before his fight against Chito Vera. He was oh, cutting man. these videos of saying how he's this with sitting with a pipe and a cigar. It's all you know. It's all that Connor inspiration. Connor never did that shit before he became. The mystic notorious. His first ten fights, he was straight up. He was normal. He did whatever he had to do. But you know, it's it's such a it's a tough subject because it's not everybody can have the most insane skills and be entertaining. Anderson Silva, for one, the most spectacular way to knock you out. He used to knock you out in the most right. spectacular way. Whereas there are guys, and then there are guys. Seroni always puts everything on the line. Entertainment first. Guys like Cody Garbrandt. Like okay, I will always remember him. Oh man! Because that man stepped in and didn't care whether he was, if he was, win, even if he was winning four and a half rounds, and then right. in the last thirty seconds he might get knocked out. He'll be like, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> you know who comes I, to mind? Somesh, one of the greatest. <laughs> oh man! One of the greatest piece, crappers man. of all time is Robbie freaking Lawler. Is Man, that that was a fight of the century, and if you haven't seen oh it, oh my god! Just just Google it. Robbie Lawler versus everybody. Rory go out and McDonald. Google it, please. Oh man, you you know if please just oh man, you know these guys just oh my god. I mean, Lawler on, you know, like also. Rory McDonald after having such wars in the cage comes out of the cage and says, listen, you know, I think I just need to take a break. I just need to, you know, make peace with God. I need to be in the church for a few more hours. You know, I need to call prayers. I need to, you know, be a pastor. I mean, man, you know, <laughs> see, uh, Arjun, I, I personally feel this all comes down to being real and being yourself. True. I was just going yeah. to say that somebody like Robbie was never a marketing oh, genius. Man, he never talked shit. Absolutely. But the way he looked you know? at you, you pretty much shat. And they use that badass imagery. Like even Rory McDonald, the, he called him the Canadian psycho because his eyes were dead set that way. You know, when he fought, he would freak you out because it was the temperature dropped around him. They just need to be real. I mean, they just need to be themselves. And honestly, there's nothing wrong in being like an Usman or, you know, you know someone, who, you know, like, maybe like a Tyrant Woodley. I don't know. There's, there's nothing wrong in being that way. But, you know, if you're, Trying too hard to be like a corner, it's it's going to be fake. People are going to look through it, and it's very very obvious. No, but one line now only on this. Only one more line on this. So one long line. When eh? you tell, when you talk about the younger generation, <laughs> one long line. <laughs> when you when you when you talk about the younger generation, when you well tell them, you motivate them. What do they get motivated by anymore? Do you want to be world champion or you want to be rich? And you can get there both in both ways, you know, because people forget fighting is yeah. also entertainment. You cannot stomp someone's foot for five rounds and then yeah. be called world champion. <laughs> because, I mean, you can be, but that's because you use the rules effectively. Well, yeah, you know, I mean... Or, or what Koscheck did to Daly, where he just laid on him for three rounds and it pissed off Daly so much that he got up and punched him <laughs> after the well, fight. That, in fact, happened uh, when, uh, I believe, Wanderlei Silva fought Chael Sonnen, I think, last year. 
you know where <laughs> yeah. you know i mean wonderly got so pissed off that it was you know i mean he was just kind of wrestling throughout the fifth you know 15 minutes and him. honestly uh wonderly silva is the kind of guy that even at age 75 just wants to bang you know he just wants to come out swinging yeah. do remember do remember okay no that's a wrong example because both of them are yeah. natural entertainers but remember wanderley versus brian stan oh, brian man. stan is one of the sweetest veterans of the world who was a former commentator and has now left yeah. the business but but remember oh, that man. fight he brought that version out of stan to come and you know like come on let's make you know, history together let's let them not forget i let's not worry about who won or lost i don't care about the rankings do you, you? Know, i mean I in don't. fact that is such a good attitude i i feel there is someone in today's generation who has that attitude is max blessed holloway he he comes and oh he says let's God. you know like forget forget the cage come in the middle and let's swing you know show me what he got don't you think i think max holloway is just i don't think max wants the belt he just wants Absolutely. to beat volkan no, yes yes, yes. <laughs> he's like keep the belt home yeah. let's fight on the street you i know, just want to beat I mean, you that's it it's it, just one you know, of and, those you know and honestly uh, you know uh, i don't i don't know max personally but this is just the way he is you know he's not he's not faking it he's not showing anything this is just the way he is and it is so beautiful to watch but do fight promoters show favoritism towards fighters who are more entertaining of course i mean if i was i would uh, i would always show favoritism towards somebody who goes out and didn't dana do that to chuck he didn't care about chuck and shogun losing as many times as they have but every time they came out they well, put on you a know, fight let's let's speak of uh, chuck and tito what really happened with them you know so oh, uh, yeah. see uh, arjun to be really honest you know uh, the fight business is not a very easy business and it's a very capital right. intensive business to be in you know so uh, you know i mean if you need to put up one show you know the amount of time effort money that goes into doing it needs a lot of capital backing and honestly typically what happens in such a scenario is that uh, the boss always looks at the numbers you know who's getting me the pay per views who's getting me the merchandise sales you know who's you know who's yeah. who's going to benefit me financially uh and mm. if i could just run some numbers with the viewers uh, you know if we speak of the corner seroni fight card which uh, i think it was ufc 246 or something which 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 i don't remember exactly but I think it was in January yes. of 2020. Yes, that and much uh, that fight card was a very average fight card, and it had 1.3 million buys, pay-per-views. That was 1. just 1.3 million pay-per-view purchases. But the last Stipe fight with DC was some 750,000 or 800,000, and that and that card the, had the, a lot more bigger fighters, entertaining fighters, you know. But you know, I mean. numbers don't so like can you imagine can you imagine when brock versus mir 2 co-headlined by gsp oh, versus alves what numbers did brock do man brock's numbers were just astronomical Absolutely. for its time in 2020 in 2010 i think he crossed like a million yes. and a half pay per view buys yes. in 2010 and that's yes. 11 years yes. ago not even now and the business aspect is one thing in i get fact, it one of the I first that yeah. everybody has to make money sorry but does it how much does it impact the strategic fighter at the end of the day does do you think fighters because of that get pissed off and say okay chalo let's go for broke which kumaru isman has clearly been trying to prove he won his last fight by he stopped his last opponent right right in fact and i you know in fact we were just we were just speaking of uh, chuck and uh, tito uh, right 
I think the first million that ever got sold in the UFC was in 2007 or 2006 when Chuck and Tito were fighting and that card sold a really a million pay-per-views 1 wow. million pay-per-views that's mental you know now it's become the norm you know in every card almost hits 7800 yeah yeah so yeah. so i think we can sum up by saying that i think a healthy balance between the two is necessary but at the end of the day Yeah of course try and always be more entertaining because that's how you get the fans right and i would highly suggest every fighter that listen you know just just find your niche be yourself and success will come you don't need to be a corner you don't need to be a john jones you don't need to be a stepe just be yourself find your niche and first excel in the sport before you know before capitalizing on the flamboyance aspect excel in the sport you know you don't need to wear flashy suits right, or true. you know come in a fancy car or you know have this big gold watch honestly that will get you nowhere true. i mean you know if your if your skills don't back it up uh, that doesn't get you anywhere true very true and there was some wise words from the man himself the superhuman camera <laughs> but so what do we have next oh now is the now is the truth time i'm a little scared about this week because i think we have been on the wrong side of the decisions well. so sobesh can you <laughs> quickly segue us into a break before we get to the mma face off well before that ladies and gentlemen we'll take a quick break this is the end of round number 2 of the fighting goat we'll see you on the other side after this quick ad break for round number 3 where chips or shall i say team chips and yes. team camera have their face off <laughs> and see who is the winner Ladies and gentlemen welcome back to round number 3 of the fighting goat it's team chips versus team camera time only on the IBM podcast network it's going to be fun this is episode 4 team chips has been leading so strongly so far i mean we can't even see team camera anymore in the race you know where lambe you know that that race which is gone by the car is just so much faster than the other car <laughs> uh you know we were we were speaking of somebody apologizing to you <laughs> i don't know what you're talking this about this weekend <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> but more importantly you're going to be apologizing sorry, to me next sorry. week <laughs> you're going to be apologizing to me next week because uh, somesh you want to tell them the bad or the good news for the fans who want to see us get hurt Oh uh, well yes for those who don't <laughs> like us for the trollers the abusers the losers well uh oof, yes in fact uh team chips and team camera had chosen Kevin Holland to win in the fight and Kevin Holland has lost that gives Mr Silas Brocha all the rights and the authority or shall i say the rights and the lefts to strike <laughs> us in the arm anytime this week if he can catch us if he can catch us yes i have a rickshaw on standby just in case but if well and i have my luna so <laughs> let's see <laughs> well oh man hitting hit by cyrus would be fun though but chalo let's hope let's see what happens mr brocha we are waiting if you want to do this <laughs> but mr brocha where are you am where are you at brocha where are you at <laughs> you taking everything i worked for what for <laughs> beep <laughs> All right, so Mesh, you want to head us up? We've got a great fight card coming this weekend. Yes, in fact, there is some good news and some bad news. The good news is that Stepe Miocic faces the beast yes. Francis Ngannou, the Predator, the rematch. Oh, I can't wait! The, yeah, Kya the first one. Was, oh man, the first one was a clear, clear, one-sided victory by Stepe Miocic. 
But this time, Arjun, the predator is looking completely different. Oh man, it's going to be such a great fight. He's matured so much. He's become such a dangerous fighter. We'll come to the prediction part later. What did we? But it's such a depressing thing that COVID nineteen has struck again and cancelled a great fight for us. Yes. Well, uh, in fact, the previous card, Brunson uh, versus Holland, there was. Uh, a fighter from City Kickboxing who was there, who was contracted with Gr- the COVID nineteen. Gregor Gillespie, if I'm uh, not mistaken. Uh, I think it was Brad. I think his name was Brad. Oh, okay. If I'm not okay. mistaken. Okay. So, our mistake. So yeah, again. So I think it was his partner yeah. or something, and that's why it got scrapped. Volkanovski got mm-hmm. in infected, right? Brad Riddell, yes. Brad Riddell from yes, yes, uh, yes, City yes. Kickboxing was contracted with the COVID nineteen virus, and unfortunately. Even Alexander Volkanovsky is out of next week's card, which means the co-main event for the 145-pound featherweight division is officially off. As of today, we have four fights on the main card. It's headlined by Stipe Miocic and Francis Ngannou, which is a title fight in the heavyweight category. And in the welterweight category, we have Tyron Woodley versus Vincent Luque. Oh man, it's got so we okay. So we're gonna quickly wrap this up now. We're gonna do the three fights. So, Mesh, what are the three fights we're betting on? I think it's gonna be well. It's it's the bantamweight division. Sean O'Malley yes. versus Thomas Almeida. Ooh. In the welterweight category, we have Tyron Woodley and Vincent Luque. And the heavyweight main event of the evening, Stipe Miocic and the Predator Francis Ngannou. So let's go bantamweight division. Sean O'Malley. Thomas Almeida, mm, mystic. Okay, I'm going to go with the veteran Thomas Almeida. Okay, now after that loss to Chito Vera, I'll be going for Sugar Sean O'Malley. All right, here we go. That's the, that's all right. Sean oh, O'Malley God. for Team Camera, Thomas Almeida for Team Chips. Let's see who wins. Co-main event: Woodley versus Vincente Luque. I'm Team Chips will go with Vincente Luque. Uh, is it for rapping or for fighting? <laughs> fighting, fighting. <laughs> rapping is uh, rapping is is all Woodley man. Okay, <laughs> okay. So you know what? Um, I'm going to be going against Team Chips in the welterweight category. I'm going for the ace rapper, Tyron Woodley. Okay, okay. Oh, all right, man. all right. We've got two against two now. Uh, and now third and final, the main event for the heavyweight title, the Stipe Miocic versus Francis Nagano. I say. Champion retains and retires. Oh, interesting! Interesting. Retains and retires. Come on, Stipe is not young, man. He's 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 thirty six, thirty seven years old. I think he has nothing well, more yeah, to prove. I mean, he's already the greatest heavyweight of all time. You're calling me old? <laughs> I, I'm calling myself old also. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Team Camera will go with Mystic Chips, and I would say Stipe Miocic retains his belt. I don't think he retires, but yeah, and still, the heavyweight champion of the world and the baddest man on the planet, Stipe Miocic. Absolutely. So, guys, tune in to the fights. Watch and support either Team Chips or Team Camera. You can catch us on Twitter. You can catch me on Twitter at uh, Mystic Chipal and on Instagram as Arjun underscore Chipalkate, and of course at IVM Podcast on every platform. Sumesh. Tell us where we can catch you. Well, on Instagram, I'm somesh.camera, as simple as that. And on Twitter, it is somesh underscore camera. But ladies and gentlemen, 
प्लीज 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 राइट इन टू अस टैग अस मेंशन अस one of y'all will be getting a very interesting prize oh, at the end of yes, this yes yes you guys need to support team chips or team camera and the winner gets a very very interesting prize from us so Absolutely. guys please tune in to the fighting goat exclusively produced by the ivm podcast catch chips catch camera on all our social media platforms i hope you enjoyed this looking forward on seeing you next wednesday after we decide on who has kept the belt <laughs> or who has lost the belt it's going to be it's so, going to be team chips it's going to be team chips so let's not even go there mr camera uh, well <laughs> let's see if you survive the punch by mr sai's coach <laughs> that's also there but that being said guys thank you for tuning in and don't forget to tune into this podcast the fighting goat and many many more on the ivm podcast network thank you so much